And then some of it will start to kind of come out once you're too full. Um, We're talking about a vagina here, right? Yes, <laughs> I got a vagina, yes. I was like 99.9% .9 sure. <laughs> Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanigato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that would like to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so just send us an email and we'll get back to you. Today, we're speaking to a woman who reached out. The subject line of her email read, I love getting peed on slash in, <laughs> drinking pee, etc." Wow. Yeah. Buckle up, everyone. But no, we're excited to talk to the guests to learn more about this topic and uh, hear some of these stories. So we've got the guests on the line. Thank you so much for being on today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. So let's just kick this off from the beginning. You said in your email that you were personally interested in pee since before you were even interested in sex. Can you talk about that a little bit? What's the origin of this fetish and interest around pee? Yeah. So for me, it's something that I can really trace back to when I was maybe six or eight years old. And I have this memory, actually, of being at my grandparents' house for the summer. Um, and I would go into the basement, into the bathroom in there. And just, I guess, because I was bored, I would kind of like, try peeing, like sitting in different places around or like putting up like a wad of toilet paper kind of in front of me and like being creative about it, trying to see if I could like pee distances or, you know, whatever, like kind of like doing that in an exciting way. And I don't know why it was something that I was doing at the time, but um, it was something that I guess I thought was fun. Um, and that is a behavior that really continued um, probably into early high school. Um, Cause I would at home, like not at my grandparents' house, I would sometimes sit and like pee on the carpet um, or, you know, I would, I would hide like in the bathroom or the closet or whatever, and just sort of do things like that because I thought it was exciting. Um, I definitely also knew that it was not something that I should be doing and that I didn't want any of my family members to find out about. Did you ever get caught? Because if you're pissing in a closet, wouldn't people like be like, well, it smells like piss in here? Um, you know, I never got caught, um, literally, but we had a few dogs at the time, um, and they were not super well potty trained. And mm. so I do think it's possible that like, I didn't, clean all the way all the time. And my mom would say, Oh, the carpet smells like piss. And I'd be like, Oh, well, you know, butter was in here. And she just, you know, that sort of thing. Okay. So you're almost treating peeing like a little sport or like, like your own little secret sport or something. But how does that then graduate? Like, do you start like putting it on your body or something? Uh, yeah, actually. So I, I did, um, and I'm not sure exactly where in like my personal timeline I discovered porn. Um, but that was something that I um, was exposed to probably 12 or 13. And um, and I, I read a lot of like literary porn or uh, erotica, whatever you want to call it. And um, so I would read stories on there about people who would, 
you know, drink their own pee or they would aim. I don't know how explicit I can get with like my language. Yeah, um, go crazy. But like aim their penis like up at themselves and pee on themselves and things like that. So, oh, you're worried about saying penis? I thought something. Yeah, yeah you can you, you can go crazy. Yeah, whatever you want. I'm just matter. making sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I did do a little bit of that. Like I would get in the bathtub and, you know, I've peed in a cup before and tasted it just out of curiosity kind of. But um, do you remember the I first time older, you did that? Sorry. Do you remember the first time you did that? Because that seems like a pretty extreme step. A monumental moment, I would say. Yeah, definitely a milestone. Yeah, um, I don't remember exactly when it was. Probably sometime around like 13, 14 years old. Um, And I really think it was just curiosity more than anything. Um, That's not something that I ever really got very into was um, like drinking or playing with my own pee. Mm Mm-hmm. It was just more so like peeing in sort of creative ways, I guess, like on the carpet or you said you were trying to like pee for distance or something. Yeah. I mean, so girls can pee standing up. Um, There's like a lot of videos on it online. It's a technique where you kind of spread your legs apart um, and get your hands kind of in there, like your fingers to do like an aiming sort of thing. And yeah, you could pee standing up into a toilet. You could go for distance, things like that. So I think the most common form of pee play that people know are definitely golden showers. But for you, you were saying that you used to read erotica, you discovered porn. So what was that sort of intersection of pee and it becoming you know, sexual for you? I think it was always sexual. I just think I didn't always realize that it was that way um so when i when i started watching porn actually i never really watched videos of sex or blowjobs or you know whatever traditional stuff people might watch um i actually started by looking up videos of women peeing um i think just because i was curious and um that was maybe when i was around 12 um and i I would at that point masturbate but I also don't really think I realized that that's what I was doing at that time um and then it wasn't really until I was in later middle and early high school that more of my friends started talking about sex and I sort of had a an understanding that my friends were interested in doing the more sexual acts and um I would look things like that up on porn and I would I would be kind of grossed out by it. Like, why would you want to, like, why would you want that inside of you kind of thing, like a penis? And um, so it, it took me a while, I think, to kind of transition into a place where I was more interested in, like, sex directly. And at that point, I sort of started watching videos of golden showers. And um, I, I actually would write, uh, I guess you would call it like friend fiction kind of, but, um, the guy I would write about would be this imaginary boyfriend that I had created for myself. Um, and I would write a lot of stories about like, oh, we met at school and then we fell in love. And then, um, you know, we would go back to his place and, and do all of those activities that I wanted to be doing. Right. So 
what was your first sort of reaction, uh, not your reaction, your experience with, uh, you know, actually doing this in a sexual manner? Like, is this something that you had a conversation with a boyfriend about? Or, you know, what was that first experience like when you were actually indulging it with another person? Yeah. Um, the first time I really asked somebody to do that for me was, uh, my first serious boyfriend when I was 19 and in college. Um, and he just sucked. Like he just wasn't a very good guy. Um, so he did it. Um, but I think he was disgusted by it. And so afterwards he took the shower head and rinsed me down from head to toe. And I don't know if he said something about me being disgusting, but it was such a like humiliating, I guess, experience for me that I never brought it up again with him. Oh, wow. And I was going to ask, like, did it take a lot for you to even get to that point to ask a partner? Because, you know, you're just talking about being 12 or so and you learn about sex, the things that your friends are into, your understanding are different from the things that you find arousing. Did you like, what did you feel around that? Did you feel any like shame when you were young or were you just kind of like, I'm going to keep this to myself or you open about it? Just that kind of understanding that what you were into was different than, you know, the norm at that time. Um, I think I go back and forth on if I'm ashamed of this. Um, like it's not, it's not really something that I'm ashamed of. And unfortunately I do have a bunch of friends that know, um, and that's mostly because they're friends that I told in middle school um, or earlier in high school. And I'm still friends with those people. They still know those things about me. Um, but actually, I mean, I think that the information may have made its way around my high school. Um, because when I was a senior at the after prom party, um, the guy that I was hooking up with at the time actually asked to pee on me and I freaked out in that moment. I said, that's disgusting. Why would you ever want to do that? Um, and essentially shooed him away because I didn't, I had, I think I uh, assumed that he knew and I didn't want him to know. Hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So then, uh, that was before you actually did it for the first time, right? Yeah. So, so with actual like people that I'm dating, um, with that first partner, it was really difficult for me to bring it up to him. Um, and I think it's just because it was my first real relationship. Um, my first real time to have like a regular partner that I was exploring things with. And, um, I was, I was scared that he was going to think it was disgusting or reject me or something like that. Mm -hmm. And since then, like, you know, when you are seriously dating people, does that usually come up? It's something that you, you know, eventually introduce into your sex life. Yeah. Um, it, it is, it is at this point. Um, I got really, really lucky when I was a senior in college, um, and just started dating somebody who coincidentally also had that fetish. Um, we had met on Tinder, so it wasn't something that we were looking for. Um, but I think kind of an experience that I've had with a lot of sexual partners is they will say something like, oh, are you kinky or, oh, are you into anything weird? Um, and at that point, I'll just say like, yeah, actually, I, you know, I'm kind of interested in like pee play or being 
heat on. Um, and with that guy, he paused and he said, oh, my God, I'm interested in that, too. Um, so that was really amazing. And that relationship, I think, gave me a lot of confidence to be able to ask for that in my relationships since then. Yeah, I was going to say good for you, even after that first experience where the guy did make you feel bad about it or called you disgusting for like, you know, still finding your voice and the next relationship to just be super straight up like, yeah, I'm into this. And then, wow, I can't imagine that moment when you both discovered that you were into it. That must have been like fireworks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't do anything right when we found out. We waited until the next day. But I think we both realized that this was going to be a really awesome opportunity to try a lot of our fantasies. Can you walk us through that? That This is kind of like your, your pee awakening, it feels like, like with the partner where it's like a super safe space for you guys to kind of try things. Like what were some of the things that you jumped into, what did you enjoy the most? And I think we're both just super curious about like, what, like, what can you do with P? Like, what are, what are the different activities? Well, there's a lot. Um, he and I started with basic golden showers. Um, but because he was into it as well, it went both ways. Um, so we started in the shower and, you know, he peed on me. I put a little bit in my mouth cause I was curious. Um, and then I did the same thing. I peed on him. He put a little in his mouth because he was curious. Um, and then I think we probably had sex after that. Um, he and I, we escalated. Um, he was the first person to ask if he could pee inside of me. Um, and I said, yes, of course. Um, and so that was really amazing to like be able to experience it was something that I had read about um and I think I've I'd seen in porn um but was not sure that I was ever going to get to experience um and that is something that does take a little bit of practice on the man's end um just because I'm sure you guys are familiar with you know the difficulty of peeing with an erection mm -hmm. um but yeah, so that was something that we did and um, we escalated into doing things in the bedroom. Um, I had a waterproof mattress cover and then an extra set of bedding. And so um, it was really fun to be able to actually do that stuff in the bed. Um, I think because it's sort of more romantic um, and like, so I would wear all white. I would wear like a white dress and then he would pee on me in the bed on the dress to essentially like reveal my body. Like if you're wearing a white t-shirt. Um, so we would, we would do a lot of things like that. Um, really mostly as foreplay. I for one am way too busy to cook or at least that's the excuse that I tell myself, but that's not the point. The point is there's a way to have chef prepared dietitian approved delicious, nutritious, amazing food delivered straight to your door. I'm talking about Factor, and it's America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. With Factor, you can choose from over 34 flavor-packed, fresh, and never-frozen meals. And they take two minutes to prepare. Literally ready to eat in two minutes. So perfect if, like me, you don't have time to cook. For me, my favorite part is no more trips to the grocery store. 
I don't know about you. It just annoys me to go to the grocery store. Call me pretentious. I don't care. I would rather have these meals delivered. I've personally been using Factors Protein Plus meals. They've been delicious and amazing after a long workout. This has pretty much been my dinner most nights. And like I said, prepared in less than two minutes. You are ready to eat immediately. So no prep, no cleanup, all the things that go into cooking. And cooking's cool, don't get me wrong, but sometimes you just don't have time. If you want to enjoy eating well without the hassle, then you have to give Factor a try. And you can head to factormeals.com slash OPL50 and use code OPL50 to get 50% off. That's code OPL50 at factormeals.com slash OPL50, and you're going to get 50% off. So try this, get 50% off. You guys are going to love it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um... Peeing inside. This, yeah. Not familiar with this. Is this that like intense. really, is it, is it like your favorite? No. I, you know, I don't know. Um, it's something I enjoy quite a bit. Um, but it's, it's actually sort of a weird experience. Um, I had expected to be able to feel it like, right away as soon as he started peeing um and it's actually kind of more about quantity and angle because um when somebody starts peeing inside of you you can't actually feel anything like it doesn't feel like anything for some reason until you get full enough that there is a pressure and that is what is really arousing to me it's like the feeling of being full like that um and then some of it will start to kind of come out once you're too full um we're talking about a vagina here right yes, <laughs> I, I, be... a vagina, yes. I was like 99.9 percent sure <laughs> yes um yeah so it, it's it's a really unique experience um my first boyfriend and, and i or the boyfriend in college and I, um, we would do it a lot in the bathroom at my college house, um, like kind of sitting on the windowsill with him facing me. And I liked that because I could look at his eyes while he was doing it. Like I kind of like to see my partner, um, but it wouldn't really feel like much. Um, and so really to get some sort of pleasure from that, it's almost like you have to be bent over with the man from behind um in order to get that like pressure feeling so it is extremely arousing to me but i don't know if it's my favorite okay i figured you would feel like the warmth of the pee you know not really actually um you don't really feel anything on the inside which is strange it's just the pressure um and then yeah when it comes out it is warm so you know in, in your sex life like moving forward and even right now is this something that you kind of indulge in every single time or is it not every single time or is it like a deal breaker you know could you see yourself living a life without this or you know you know just how how would you like go about if you were dating someone who just wasn't into that could you still date them or is it kind of like a deal breaker because this is what's very arousing to you so I don't need it to get aroused during sex. Um, I am aroused by other things and I do like, you know, normal 
more normal versions of intercourse. Um, but I do think that it's something that at this point in my life, I would feel disappointed if I couldn't act out on at least parts of it with a partner. Um, I don't think I could date somebody long-term if they weren't willing to at least try it with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. And is it something that you only do with a partner now, or do you still incorporate your own pee like into masturbation and things like that? Yeah. Um, I actually kind of lost interest in my own pee, I guess, as soon as I was able to get other people's pee. Um, it's just really not, it's just not that like arousing to me to be playing in that way by myself. I would rather, um, you know, fantasize about a partner doing something with me. Um, so I think probably around, I mean, really, I, I probably stopped doing the like weirdness at home in mid high school, just because I was too ashamed of doing it at my house. Um, and then once I got to college, I was able to do that stuff with partners. So um, it's just not really something I indulge in anymore. And what what is it about this that is so attractive to you? Is it like a degrading aspect or is it just the urine? Um, I think there was a point where I thought maybe there was some element, element of degradation or like humiliation. Um, and I have done a lot of this within that context of, oh, you're such a filthy girl, like you're my toilet and you're going to take all my piss kind of thing um, with like a lot of dirty talking and, and bossing around. Um, but I honestly think it's more of an intimacy thing for me. Like, I don't really know how to describe it or, or why I feel this way, but it just feels more intimate to me to share that sort of fluid, I guess, with my partner, um, rather than like being close to them through just intercourse or, you know, just getting kind of calm involved. Um, and then I think there are other aspects of peeing that are attractive to me like um I do get attracted if if my partner like has to pee very badly um that is going to make me extra aroused um if I don't know like I I think I think it's a lot of different elements of it is there a type of pee you enjoy most like a like, do you like the person to be dehydrated or like, is there a scent or anything like that or color that turns you on more? Um, so some people in the fetish, um, are interested in like dehydrated pee because it is sort of more degrading, I think. Um, but for myself personally, I prefer it if my partner is pretty hydrated, but not perfectly, like maybe you drink all water all day and then one soda. Um, and that's just because when somebody is very, very hydrated, um, it, it doesn't really have a taste. Um, it's mostly like just kind of warm or hot water. Um, and the less hydrated you are, the more kind of intense the flavor becomes. Um, and so I, 
I do like a little bit of like the salty taste of it. Um, it's almost like salty and like bitter. Um, but I am not really aroused if my partner is peeing and it's like bright yellow. I actually kind of prefer it if it's more clear. Okay. Happy medium. Is there any other way to describe the taste of pee for those of us who may never indulge? Um, unfortunately I have discovered, and this might just be my opinion or something, but I do feel like chamomile tea tastes like unhydrated piss. (laughs) Um, I can't drink it. I can't watch people drinking it. And it's not something I can be like, Oh, do you guys feel like chamomile tea tastes just like piss? Cause I (laughs) I mean, it looks like piss. Yeah. It's, it's weird too, because when you're drinking chamomile tea, you're usually drinking it hot. And Mm. that just kind of adds to the illusion there. Um, so that's, that's something I kind of avoid is, is drinking that just because it, puts me in that weird place all right well you just changed that tea for a lot of people listening so that's cool (laughs) i hope so think twice (laughs) next time you're drinking it uh wow so are you dating anyone now i am yeah i've been dating my current boyfriend since uh the beginning of the year are they down with the pee he is yeah um nice i I honestly was not sure if he was going to be because he is a germaphobe um, and like washes his hands a ton and showers all the time, things like that. So I was like, he's probably going to be disgusted by this. Um, And it's not something I'm not going to bring up. So um, I, I talk about sex a lot with my new sexual partners. Like it's just something that I think is important when you're figuring out what that dynamic is going to be between the two of you. Um, And so at this point, I actually have a set of a hundred cards that are just questions about sex. And um, one of them in there says, have you ever given or received a golden shower? Um, So I have that card kind of like put to the back of the box. So I know where it is and I'll do those cards with somebody and then pull that one out. And that's kind of how I, bring that up and um that's really cool that's super smart (laughs) yeah I mean I I think everybody should be talking about sex to begin with and there are a lot of great questions in there that are not just about my fetish that can lead into some experiences that you know you might not have if you didn't talk to your partner about them yeah I definitely agree I mean one thing like that we've sort of learned from doing the show is that you know, communication is very important, especially when it comes to sex. And a lot of people don't have those conversations. They just assume that this person would be into this or that. So, it, you know, people who don't have those conversations in their relationships, it usually just makes for people who have kinks that never get to indulge in them. And they just have like, okay, sex for the rest of their life. Yeah, that's such a bummer to me. I really think that there are probably a lot of people in the world who, are not happy with their sex lives or are not talking about weird things like this just because they are scared of the reaction. And I don't want to live my whole life that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how like apprehensive someone can be about something that like in their mind, they they're so passionate about, you know, or so turned on by or so aroused, but it's like getting it from the brain to come out of your mouth, you know, with potentially a stranger or someone new 
I guess that's, you know, a tough gap to bridge. It's nerve wracking. Yeah. I do get it uh, with this fetish specifically. Like I I understand where somebody would be put off by it. Um, It is a form of human waste. And, you know, like I am not personally into poop. So that would be something that would be gross to me. And, And I can see where somebody would say the same thing about pee. Um, so pee is not a gateway drug to poop. Cause I think a lot of people, they might assume that. Yeah. But my therapist asked things. me that actually. Um, cause I was trying to figure out if there was something wrong with me or like if this had come from something kind of pre memory. Um, and, and she, I think was just kind of trying to check that I was being safe. Um, but it was a weird question to get from my therapist. (laughs) But are there like, we've spoken to someone who was just down in poop, like all day long. Yeah. Going crazy with the poop. Um, ton of health risks, obviously, uh, from your experience, are there health risks with pee, like getting pee in your body or drinking pee? Um, so I have done some research on this. Um, people say that pee is sterile, but um, that's only sort of half true. It It is sterile until it comes out of the body. Um, and then similar to anything, it's now exposed to the air, it's exposed to germs, all those things. Um, but as far as like additional risks that you wouldn't be getting with quote unquote normal sex, um, I do think that you can probably transfer like STDs and stuff through that. Um, And so I would just be careful with your partner and make sure that they're clean and things like that. But um, as far as I know, there's not really any risk involved with getting peed inside of, Um, you know, maybe if, maybe if there was no way for it to come back out, like I'd pop. Um, But I don't, I don't really think that would happen. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't think it's something that um, there are really a lot of additional risks outside of normal sex. Okay. Um, Just, you you wrote some interesting details in your email. I was curious if there was anything else you wanted to mention, but I noticed uh, here you said your current boyfriend is a germaphobe. The only thing he won't do is kiss me after I've drank his pee, and he makes you <laughs> he makes you brush your teeth first. That's funny, uh, yeah. but makes sense. Well, I mean, it, so the the taste of it is arousing to me, and the smell of it is arousing to me. So, like, if my partner peed on me, um, and we were in a situation where we're not around other people, like I don't need to shower immediately. I do kind of like the fact that now I smell like piss, like that is arousing to me. And similarly, the taste, like I would want to kiss my partner afterwards because it's just sort of this like dirty experience where we're like swapping fluids. And and for me, it's something that's so you're so like connected to this person that it's almost like, why would it matter if, you know, you're getting some of that too. But, um, I, I get it because again, um, you know, the other woman who come came on here to talk about the fetish, she didn't want it in her mouth. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, you know, and I'm not going to make somebody do something that they don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And the last thing you were on the email, you said that you're pansexual, but you've never done anything with a woman. But is that something that you would want to indulge in one day? Yeah. Um, if I had the opportunity, I, I would want to, um, it's weird because I mean, truly the first porn that I ever watched was women peeing. Um, and it took me a a really long time, like almost until the past year or two to say to myself, Oh yeah, I actually do like women and men and all the other genders and that sort of thing. Um, but I think because of it just taking so long for me to sort of come out. Um, I haven't had a ton of experiences with women. I've just hooked up with like a couple of them. Um, and so that's not really the context where I would have brought that up. Like, I'm not going to bring that up with like a one night stand or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if there is an opportunity in my life, you know, like if I don't get married to this guy and, and start dating around again, then yeah, I would probably seek that out. But it's not something that I will die unhappy if I never get to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and is there anything, you know, before we wrap up that, you know, you kind of want to leave people with, you know, whether they have some sort of opinion about this or they think it's gross or whatever, like, is there one lasting sort of impression you want to leave um, with the show? I just think that in general, we should all be a little bit more open to the things that other people are into. Um, I have personally, maybe because I've not been super quiet about this throughout my life, I have had it come back to bite me in the butt a few times with, um, you know, I walked into a bar one time and a guy called me piss girl. Um, and that's no fun. And, you know, the reason that that had happened is because I told this group of girls who I thought were my friends when they were all talking about the crazy stuff they did in the bedroom. And my thing was too crazy. So I just, I don't know if it's because some people, you know, just like making fun of other people or, or what it is, but I think that just about everybody has something weird that they're doing behind closed doors. Maybe it's sex. Maybe it's not sex related at all. And we should just be more accepting of that. For sure. Definitely. I always say that all the time. I said, everybody has something. There's something weird that everyone does or they're into, and maybe they haven't talked about it yet or, or whatever, whatever it is. Um, I think it's, you know, I think like, I mean, like we were saying before, anyone who has these conversations with their partners, it usually results in a better sex life. So if you are sitting there judging people, like we all know that there's something quote unquote, not normal that you're into that you're just not br brave enough to bring up or like you're afraid. Um, but there's obviously consequences of that is that your sex life is not going to be as good. So fuck you. Um, but yeah. we appreciate you uh, coming on the show and talking to us and being so honest today. Of course. Thank you guys. Yeah. We really appreciate it. And uh, we wish you the best of luck with everything. Oh, oh, before I go, actually, Greg, I did want to ask you because on the last episode where you discussed this fetish you had mentioned that you might go home and try it mm -hmm. have you done that a lot of people are waiting for this answer yep. i have to be honest uh a lot of people haven't let me live this down i haven't tried it 
honestly. Um, I still would. I mean, I'm just going to, before everyone's like, Greg's so into pee, I could see it on his face. He wants to gulp this <laughs> stuff. Like, no, like I'm also, I still would try it. Um, I'll have to do a better job at communicating that. Uh, shit, my parents watched this show. Um, <laughs> my mom's been like on a binge lately. I'm like, shit. Yeah, well. Gotta delete the YouTube app from her smart TV. Um, no, I would, but like I'll also admit, like I, I'm not like genuinely turned on by the idea. I think it's more selfishly, like you said, I guess the idea of this is super intimate and this is something I've never done before so I could check it off a list or it's something my wife has yeah. never done and it's a moment we get to share. So I'm not gonna be out here pretending I'm into pee. Like I'm not gonna take your spotlight on that. Um, but no. yeah, I, but, I, but I would be open to that experience in I think the right setting. It would probably be like in the shower for like a couple seconds. Yeah. It's just something to bring up to your partner and see how she feels about it, you know? Yeah. It's not something like I also I'm <laughs> Greg like just wants to be able to s- Greg just <laughs> wants to be able to sit around a table and go, Yeah, I've pissed on my wife. Pretty much. And that feels like that yeah. feels selfish and it, wrong. Now. It is selfish. Because you're just like, Oh, look how cool I am. I pissed on my well, wife. I would never push a partner into that no, that of course. didn't want to for my own selfish, like, I want to check this off a bucket list. Um, but we'll okay. see. I'll I'll probably try a couple more times. <laughs> you should you might thanks. be missing out i might be it could unlock some things for me but thanks for checking in on that i appreciate it of course <laughs> all right well thank you so much uh for calling in we appreciate it yeah thanks guys have all a right. good one have a good one bye i actually did pee on my wife you'd never <laughs> piss on your wife Greg is so into pee. It's so insane. It's all I talk about when the cameras are off, man. I wish I, 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 I'm glad that came up because that's Greg in a nutshell. He just, I'm honest about that. Though. Well, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not like Greg's trying to, he's into pee. He's just like, it's just another thing I get to say. Yeah. I'm not, I'm cool. I've peed. All right. It's not about cool. It's like you only live once. This isn't going to hurt anyone. Like, <laughs> let's just do it. You wouldn't do it for that reason. Yeah, I I don't give a fuck. Yeah, see? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Have you? I've never pissed on anyone, no. Would you ever? Uh, I don't don't know if that's true, actually. I don't know. Would you try? Not in a sexual way, like as a joke, like, oh, I'm pissing on the back of your leg or something. That's a wild joke. Well, I mean. Okay. It's not that big of a deal. But never in like a sexual manner. Mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But anyway, uh, we appreciate her coming on and talking to us. Uh, yeah, for anyone out there, dude, like we said, we say this every single time we do an episode like this. Like, yo, dude, get out there. Talk to your partner. If you're into some weird shit, find a way to put it in. This woman has a great Trojan horse with those 100 questions. Question 98 is, do you like piss? It's a great idea. It's and a by great that icebreaker. point, that's probably a prude question because you went yeah. through like 97 questions about God knows what. And then you have an idea of what this person likes sexually. Um, and it's nice to be able to talk about those things. And people are going to be grossed out by it. And like, I get it. Like it's pee, like that might genuinely gross you out and that's fine. But like you said, like whether it's an insecurity in someone or people have strong reactions to people who are just outwardly and completely honest with themselves and what they want, knowing that it might go against the norm. Uh, but people have strong reactions to that. And, you know, she, at this point is going to talk to every single partner about it because it's what she wants. And, you know, she might not always be met with like, yeah, cool. That's awesome. 
Uh, like, you know, that guy called her gross and, you know, she has friends talking behind her back, but it's not stopping her. And, and that's cool. And she's clearly enjoying herself with her partners. Big time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For anyone out there, I'd like to be a guest on our show. Don't hesitate to reach out to us. Email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we will get back to you. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok at OPL podcast. Uh, you could head over to patreon.com slash OPL show and uh, DM my wife and tell her to let me be on her. There you go. And that's all. We'll see you guys next time.